You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome everybody, welcome Sid Talk, hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing? What's the before the after the show discussion? Uh, science. We're talking about how you're picking up on audio things that you weren't very aware of before, like breaths and mouth sounds and things like that. And I have the thing where I focus on that in life constantly. Every time someone talks or eats or swallows or chews or taps their pen or (laughs) sort of constantly. You just did all those things. Yeah, all those things that even if I do it, it annoys me. And if I hear someone else do it, it drives me insane. And now you're picking up on it in audio recordings and your mind is more like, oh, technically they could remove that. In life, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that is That's true. all we were talking about, really, the whole time. We're also talking a bit about the movie. We a just little watched. bit. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. All right, so let's get on with it. Saturday... August the 7th. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. And on our 696th episode, we're looking at the movie The Suicide Squad. It's a 2021 movie. You can see it now in theaters or HBO Max. It's streaming if you're a a member of HBO Max. Is that what you call them? A member or is it a subscriber? Subscriber. It's rated. Yeah. This one's rated R and it's definitely an R rating. It earns its R rating. It's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And Sid Talk, you will give us the synopsis, and then I'll give you the real synopsis. Like, you will give us the synopsis. That sounded like a directive. It is. <laughs> uh, it's the same as the other movie. A bunch of crazy characters get together to do a mission under cover of the government, and then a bunch of weird shit happens. All right. And here is the because one. Because I say that because there's another movie called Suicide Squad. Yeah, I did uh, say last week that they got the same name. They actually haven't. The 2016 movie is called Suicide Squad, and the 2021 movie is called The Suicide Squad. So that's how you tell them apart. Hey, that's a whole word. Yep. So here's the synopsis from Warner Brothers. Super villains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at the Bell Rev prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at a remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. That's a long one. Yeah. That's long. That's too long. Mine was perfect. So, Suicide Squad, the 10th movie in the DC Universe, and we have seen all the movies in the DC Universe. What did you think, Talk? It was fun. I mean, it's very violent. So, if you find almost excessively obnoxious violence to be to your taste, it's got a lot of that unnecessary really except for shock value which i can only imagine might be drawings in the comics i'm not sure a lot of it looked very graphic like it was a drawing and then they turned it into a violent scene you know that's what it looks like i'm not opposed to violence i'm not a snob or anything like that (laughs) not that that makes you a snob but in this it's pretty relentless and it gets really boring to me that oh yeah here comes another body chunk flying out or whatever But it was fun. It's fun um, to let go and just be like, okay, these are villains. These are bad people being directed to do something supposedly good. See, there's always shady stuff going on. And it's sort of like you cut loose. Like, what if you were Harley Quinn and you could just be like, you're just that. She's a little bit unstable. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) She's... 100% who she is, right? So that's why I love going along with Harley Quinn's adventures. I think it's really 
is fascinating because, you know, it's not reality. I don't have to become her and a horrible murderous person in the world. But to see this character, I, I just find it really entertaining. How about you? So uh, the original Suicide Squad movie from 2016, I was one of the people who really enjoyed it. One and of it, the how many? I mean, I liked it, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> it was a universally like not liked. People were like, oh, they've ruined it. The Suicide Squad hold is on, terrible. Hold on. In the entire universe. In the DC fan universe. Okay, people. that's a very small portion now, of I the entire universe. Now, I assume the reason for that is because I didn't read the comics and they did and it wasn't quite like the comics, maybe. Still not a good reason to dislike it. What I didn't like about it, I liked the setup and everything. And I liked that it had Harley Quinn and, you know, some of the people that you knew already. But I didn't really like the body and the whole, like, resolution of it. This one? On the on the first, the uh, 2016. Okay. Movie. If you remember, it was like a weird witch in the subway. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. It wasn't, it didn't feel substantial and it felt a bit, huh. So this one, I saw the trailer for this. Maybe you saw the trailer too, a few months ago. And I could tell they were going in a different direction with it. Now, the direction they've gone in is like the direction of, is, this is directed by the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, that's not ultra-violent at all, right? But it does have a silliness to it. And this movie is more silly than the 2016 one, in a big way. I mean, it's a lot of wisecracking and jokes, right? Mm -hmm. All the time. Sometimes a bit too much. Yep. One of the things that this movie, I think, did, and you might agree, is, yes, there's a lot of gore. But I feel like once you've seen 20 minutes of that like crazy gore, I'm just what do you, what's anesthetized. The word? Anesthetized to it. Mm -hmm. Towards the end of the movie, like people are exploding and all kinds of shits happening. But it's really not registering with me anymore. And I feel the same for the jokes in this movie. Like up front, I was like, oh wow, some of this stuff's really clever, and a lot of it's like funny and. Not you kind of smile, you kind of grin, like, oh, yeah. I get it, I get it. But then three quarters of the way into the movie, when people are wisecracking and joking. I'd almost lost interest in that. Like, I'm like, okay, I understand that you're all funny and you're all going to get at each other, but the lines the aren't middle, quite as funny. Yeah, in the middle of a horrible situation where many people are dying, lots of bad shit's going on, you continually cracking jokes, it doesn't balance out. It's like something is missing in the general vibe and the editing is a little bit weird at times that kind of, to say that it feels a little flat isn't the right word. No, because it's but full of... It's full of action, yeah. but it's still a little flat to me. Because it's... Maybe that's it. You just get bombarded continuously. And then after a while, that the story, for me, is always paramount. Almost always. I wish I shouldn't say that because I like dumb zombie movies and their stories aren't always good. But the story in this with this big creature from outer space that's been held captive and tortured for 30 years and now is made into be the monster with no resolution except for some grand way of trying to bring it down. I felt like, mm, that's really uninteresting to me, like super uninteresting. It could have been done so many different, like approached it different ways. And when I said, oh, they've got Doctor, one of the Doctor Who's is one of the guys, right? Peter Capaldi. Yeah. And at the end, I thought, yeah, that was like a Doctor Who episode. This big creature from space, been tormented forever. The end of its life, it basically just has to be destroyed because of whatever. Instead of sending it back out into the universe, you know, to fly around in space. Yep. It kind of felt like a high dollar Doctor Who episode. Yeah, there was a moment in the movie where, you know, the little starfish are flying out of the big starfish. and landing uh, The armpit, by the way. Yeah. And landing on the people's faces and then controlling them. I was like, yep, that's a Doctor Who episode right mm -hmm. there. 
All of it is a big giant purple and blue starfish with an eyeball in the middle. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not opposed to crazy shit in movies and like wacky fantasy escapism. I love it. I don't mind it at all. It's just that it didn't seem to fit. I know what you right? mean. It's highly enjoyable. Yeah. At the end, it's, it's like you've just had empty, some fast food, right? Yes. Empty yeah. calories for sure. But entertaining. Where we just watched Black Widow and I felt different watching that. It like had some weight to it and some meaning because I'm behind the I'm invested in the character I'm already mm. invested in Black Widow so another story from her Marvel and the family thing and yeah but you've already watched a lot of Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn I have and to be fair in this Suicide Squad movie the thing I'm most bonded to is Harley Quinn mm -hmm. like I'm, whenever she's on the screen I'm like okay I need to see more I want to see more of Harley's story. I, I always have. But it was just a vehicle to get that other guy to where he can get on his TV show which is kind of sad to me. I mean, I don't really like that method. Explain what, what you're saying. Though. Okay, this whole adventure is going to an island to do a thing, right? And the part of the Suicide Squad, one guy is called Peacemaker. And we're introduced to him. We understand his, his character is more developed, if you want to say that. He's not totally two-dimensional, but he's not fully three-dimensional either. He's like the guy who will secure American nationality and security and liberty at all costs, at all costs, including murdering his own fellow soldiers or whatever. And in the end, spoiler, now he's going to get a TV show. And I feel like this whole movie was a romp just to bring him to the front of our minds. And yeah. at the end, that's how I felt like, oh, right. And then I was like, ew, I don't even like that character. The least interesting character, I mm -hmm. thought, was him. Absolutely. Not because of him. Not because no, of John not because Senna. of him, because he's actually funny in this. Yeah, it was, he was fine. It was just the writing of it made it very, very shallow. And that's crazy to say in a superhero movie with a big giant starfish. But I don't know. It just felt like I'm not on his side and I'm not wholly against his cause. Do you know what he's like? I just thought about it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the crappy Captain America. He's like that guy. Um, John, whatever he was called. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't see them as being in, in aligned with. John Cena described this character, Peacemaker, as douchey Captain America because <laughs> he's real I mean, crass and like he's. Well, he's got a mission in his mind. His mission is, like I said, a liberty and American nationalism at all costs, including yep. murdering his own fellow soldiers or teammates or whatever that i'm not opposed to having a character who's that committed to what they're doing that's not my problem it was just that's it there's no explanation for why and maybe that's why we're supposed to watch the tv show now like a little carrot on a stick oh here you found out a little bit about this guy go over here and watch the tv show but it didn't hook me enough unfortunately i liked all the characters though in this there are some if you want a mixture of weird superheroes <laughs> this is your place to go right because there are what there are superheroes where you're like is that even really a thing or they did you they just throw this for guy? example like the polka dot guy okay i was like is that really a superhero or were they just going to come trying to come up with some outlandish thing that'd be funny but no it's a dc superhero yeah of course i mean i i'm assuming when i watch dc or marvel movies and yes they're all the same to me everyone can grunt and groan and roll your eyes but they are that every character we see is either an actual character from previous comics or a combination of characters or something like that. And there is a guy in this movie, his power is he can fire polka dots at the... I mean, that's not really what he's doing. He explained he has a virus. But that's that what he's doing. Build, it's like a multi-dimensional virus that builds up these like pustule things under his skin. They're all different colors. And unless he can 
expel them or like you're popping a pimple essentially, but his whole body's full of them, like shooting them out of you. And they have some horrible disintegration powers. They'll just disintegrate Melt anything you. in front of them. Right. Yeah. So to say, ooh, he, po- he sends polka dots, but actually he's just shooting out this really crazy virus. I thought he was pretty cool. And then we've, there's also like a shark, <laughs> a land shark basically. And I'm not there's, sure of the purpose of him. He was great though. The actual CG creation yes, that they've very come up good. With. All the time I was like, if there was a man shark wandering around, that is it. <laughs> the lighting is great on it. It doesn't look dodgy like some CG does. It it looks like this solid thing that's always there. You know when they were and shooting. And so does the it? rat, and so does the weasel. They all yeah. looked great. Yeah, special effects are a very because they're done in this high quality. Yeah, like a realistic manner. Like if you were. To see a man shark, they didn't go with like a cartoony man shark. It's it's literally a shark with legs. And the lady who who was, I think, possibly my favorite thing in this, the lady with the rats, mm-hmm. she can control the rats. Now that's a cool superhero. I was like, I mean, is can... it though? Because what are you doing? Well, you're uh, conducting the rats in like a Pied Piper fashion, right? But how is she talking, communicating with them, and I saying, know. "Hey, you need to come to our rescue," or is she literally commandeering their brains? And again, forcing them to do what what she wants them to do. She's got this thing that she like an orb that mind controls or something. Mm -hmm. But then nothing's explained, is it? You don't Mm -hmm. know a backstory unless you've read the comics, I guess. So all you've got to go on watching this movie is, oh, she can control the rats. I liked her and I wanted like I'm like, well, I like some people will say, oh, these are like B grade superheroes. And I guess that's the idea with the Suicide Squad. They don't put Batman and Superman in there, do they? You know? Well, let's be honest. Who the hell would have thought that Batman would have been anything anyway? It's just a matter of how the public took to them. So you could have had Rat Killer. Is that what she's called? Rat Killer 2 or something like yeah. that? Which she's not even killing the rats. but um, Rat Catcher. Rat Catcher 2. She could have been perceived in a way that made her huge in the world. But she wasn't, because like Batman, there's nothing that interesting about a rich guy creates a bunch of toys to be a superhero, right? That could have been like, oh my God, everybody would have been like, that's ridiculous. Why would you be a Batman? That's dumb, right? Well, no. Or Superman, like some guy from another planet, just because he's strong. Why is that interesting? Right? So you never know what, we're just inundated with it over our, our whole life that, well, yeah, they're popular and those are the important ones. But it's kind of like they were the only ones. At their time, not the only ones, but they had to come up with a lot of... Imagine those meetings or at those comic book places back in the 50s and 60s, once comics were like the thing, right? Sitting down and going, okay, now now what do we do? Yeah. Now what do we make a superhero out of? Or what do we make a supervillain out of? Hey, I know, a starfish from outer space. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, they were just throwing shit at the wall yeah. and seeing what stuck. That and was... some would become like hugely popular just... And you, I don't think you can even know why, to be honest. No. I mean, why is Batman better than Shark Man? Exactly. You know? Yeah, if you like an assortment of superheroes, this is your movie. I mean, super villains. Villains, yeah. They're not superheroes at all. No, everybody's got a dark thing. Another thing James Gunn does in this movie, which he does in Guardians also, is has an eclectic mix of music throughout. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's quite as strong as the music that they use in Guardians. Because I only recognized a couple, right? Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, it has like a mixtape like, that you can buy. And they're both really strong. Like, you know a lot of the songs and they're very in context with what's going on on the screen. I didn't feel like in this one anything like where, you know, like I, I always say to you, you get the, oh, this music is working perfectly with this scene. 
aside from the Johnny Cash one at the beginning. I think that one worked really well. Of Rooker in um, yeah. prison, yep. Yeah, because it actually fit the scene, and it was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but then there was other songs throughout. Oh, I think the I think it might have been the Arctic Monkeys, the song when Harley Quinn's having a romance romantic scene, if you know what I'm talking yep. about. I thought that one worked well as well. I think it's funny that you think that's romantic. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, it is for Harley. True. <laughs> <laughs> She's having a nice romantic meal. A sex romp with yeah. the guy. Yeah, super romantic. So yeah, the music didn't hit all the time for me because there was, a, I mean, I, I know the songs, but sometimes I was like, I don't get why this song is in this scene. It doesn't. Is it like we bought all these songs and now we have to cram them in? Or do you think he had an actual vision? We just don't get it. I think James Gunn is very music centric. Mm. So he probably did have a super vision for everything, but it didn't do it for me as much as the others. So let's go on to the cast well, here. What we need is for James Gunn to shoot a bunch of little James Gunns out of his armpit so they can attach to our faces, and then we'll understand what he's doing. Maybe that'll be the next movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The cast here, Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn. What did I say to you earlier? Mm, you like her? I said that I hope she never stops doing Harley oh, Quinn. Right. I hope she really likes doing Harley Quinn and she's not bored of it. But then I went and read an interview, and she said it's a favorite thing she's ever done. So, Well, that... That can be bad news once you say it, because that's what Johnny Depp said about Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that's true. And then, I don't know how that... Now, again, Birds of Prey, the last movie from DC, I enjoyed too, and people didn't like it for some reason. But I felt we got a lot more... I mean, it was a Harley Quinn-centric movie, that one, and I felt we got a lot more of her personality and... I feel like there's lots of good reasons to dislike any movie, including that one. I can see why people would dislike it. Definitely. Yeah, well, I think she brought like some, like she was still in that mode from that movie here. And I really liked it. There's a really cool action scene in this movie where she's just murdering people basically <laughs> straight up down this corridor. And it's getting a bit used, the corridor thing, isn't it? Like we've seen it mm -hmm. more than once. But uh, I really enjoyed it in this one. And it's kind of to a bit. To say that you enjoyed a scene where a woman's going down a hall murdering a bunch of people. Yeah, is but it's disturbing. got this psychedelic feel to it and this strange. I also liked that whole joke during that sequence, how the Suicide Squad have got this whole mission going on to rescue Harley. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harley doesn't need them at all. She just gets her own, does her own mission. And then she comes outside and they're trying to rescue her and she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then <laughs> I she's can like, go back in if you want. Yeah, I really liked that. I thought that was a good joke. It was a big setup for a, you know, a mm. funny, funny moment. Also, in, you know, like Harley doesn't need somebody to look after her. She'll get out on her own. Michael Rucker plays Savant. What did For you about think? About five of? minutes. Uh, it was irrelevant, unfortunately. He's I, mean, great I like Michael like... Rucker, but yeah. Rucker, 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 Rucker. Viola Davies returns as Amanda Waller again. She's very, she's good, I think, in that role because she brings some kind of authority to it. She right? is. I mean, if you're saying that this one isn't as serious, she's very serious. So she's like in the last movie. It's sort of out of the character of the other. Yeah. Of the rest of the movie. Yeah, they, they've told her basically just play it the same as you always have, right? Even in... Yeah. She's been in quite a few of the DC movies, not just Suicide Squad, right? I think she was in Batman v Superman or something like that. One of those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. I really like this guy. And he was in the last Suicide Squad. He is one of the characters who's carried over into this one. I really like him. I think he's a, he's very funny in this movie too. What do you think of him? He's funny and serious. Yeah, yeah, I think I like he's good. He does. He's he's the better grounded element than that lady, than Viola Davis. She's like almost 
not mustache twirling bad slash good guy slash woman in the government, right? <laughs> She's a little, oh, she takes it real. But he, he's kind of stuck in the middle. He's real serious. He's the most believable real person. Yeah. But he has moments where, you know, somebody's saying a thing and he's like, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a shark. Yeah, exactly. He's a guy. So, yeah. But nope. he's, he does it just right, not like cartoony. Then we got Idris Elba as Bloodspot. Idris Elba is good in this. But they overly um, give him one-liners, you know, not yeah. one-liner, but the back and forth banter kind of thing. Where when you think about he's been charged now with this task to keep his daughter from being murdered in prison, and then he's just funny all the time. But he's yeah. also super tough-ish. I mean, I get his superpower. It, I kind of. He's just a very good shot. Yeah, but then what's with all the weird weapons that he has to have on him? Yeah, he has like energy weapons or something. They don't require don't reloading know. ever. I don't like, even know because he's not magical or anything. He's just a really good shot. Right. And he can turn anything into a deadly weapon. So, but all we see him, almost all we see him using are his weapons instead of like constantly picking up like, I'll just tell you what's in front of me right now. I've got a microphone and a mouse and a bag of seeds and a cup of tea and a cell phone and a microphone. And he could use all that, but he does none of that. He just... Pulls out this big giant weapon and sticks a bunch of attachments on it, which aren't like found objects or anything. No. So I wasn't quite understanding his his super villainness. I wasn't a big fan of that CG helmet that he was wearing either. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah, it's it must just it, be what it looks like in the comic. Sometimes it didn't look like it was closed properly. It was kind of <laughs> weird. Like I, I, like there was a seam or something around his neck and his helmet. I was like, well, that's weird. Looks like we didn't finish the CG properly. <laughs> we got John Cena as Peacemaker. As we said earlier, he's actually going to get a spin-off TV show featuring Peacemaker. Now, Peacemaker's interesting in this, but I don't think he's the the thing that's most interesting. I, I prefer Idris Elba to him. Yeah, I didn't find him that interesting. I, I thought Flag was more interesting. Yeah, I really liked, this is my favorite one, Daniela Melchior. She mm -hmm. played Ratcatcher 2. I liked... I've just played a game actually called um, uh, A Plague Tale. You know, the one about mm -hmm. the rats that I told you about. And you know the outfit that she wears as the superhero Ratcatcher 2? It's like the actual outfit from the, 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 the girl wears in The Plague. In Yeah, well, because she was homeless and then right. she or her dad taught her to you know use these rats and the rats are her friends. And so she's sort of like a street urchin. Yeah. From the, you know, back in the day, kind of. That's how she reminds me of. And then we've got um, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. Irrelevant. It's like um, Vin Diesel is Groot, yeah. It's the same type Tot of deal. Totes. Totes the same. Yeah. I mean, it is by the same director, so. It's fun, though, if you know that that's him, but. And you know what? That shark, it is fantastic. The, the it is, but why not make him, like, super smart and a good communicator? Why is he dumb? Is that I just don't... from the comic as well? Or can't we give him some zap and all of a sudden he's, like, smart and talks like a normal person instead of, like, a but the bird. Like, I get it. He's the big dumb power, right? He's almost impenetrable, except those little fish things bit into him really hardcore but he's like bulletproof and he's a building fell on him and he didn't die so i get that but why not then have him turn around and go like you know super well that was interesting you know like just a little more interesting than just like the dumb brute yeah he is pretty dumb but also pretty cool and then at the beginning see again I, fi I find like the first 20 minutes of it were funnier than the rest of it because i was acclimatizing to the one to the jokes all the time and when he was like she was asleep the rat catcher girl and then he was picking her up about to eat her yeah that's fun 
you know, all that stuff there I thought was very funny, like, towards the beginning. But then I, I think it just wore on me towards the end. I was like, we don't need to joke anymore, dudes. <laughs> like, I almost felt like that at the end. I was like, we can all uh, get on with this mission and not joke with each other. Yeah, now. and the one part where they actually killed a bunch of good guys. Yes. And then everybody's just like, oh, we're moving on. I'm like, that is... I mean, that was a joke. That's not a funny joke, yeah. though. Like, you literally just killed a bunch of... I mean, let's boil this down, though. Let's get real for a minute. When you're watching a movie has a super bad villain person or government or dictator whatever all the soldiers and all the people the low down people who are like standing at the gate and standing in the hallway and crawling through the sewers and walking around the peripheral of the or the whatever the parameters of the property they're just people who like that's their job right now they might be jerks and they might want to kill everyone and be a bad horrible person but in fact that's just their job so murdering tons of them every time is getting a little bit lazy, I think. I'll always bring up Jason Statham in the beginning of Fast and the Furious 7, <laughs> the hospital scene. Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, that's He's terrible. so lovable and he just murdered the entire hospital. Well, he's not lovable at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're, they're expecting you to like him in the next movie. Yeah, it, to be like, oh, he's actually a good guy, but no, he just murdered like, a bunch of just, people. Just forget that part. Right, but those were actually innocent people. I'm talking about minions in layers of bad guys. They're also just doing their job. You mean right? like stormtroopers in, uh, yeah. in Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, and these the people in most of these stories weren't probably kidnapped and brainwashed. I mean, maybe they were. I don't know. Tell me that story. But after a while, I would like to see some sort of process where the good guys, the superheroes, don't just go in and murder every person who runs out of a doorway at them. Right. But have some sort of means of like, you know, figuring out, okay, are you a complete asshole? <laughs> or whatever. And I don't know, that sounds really boring to a lot of people, but I would, I would like to see a little bit difference than just put them through the meat grinder. So this is directed by James Gunn. He directed both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's wrote a lot of TV, video games. What do you think of James Gunn's style? I feel like in this one, it's fine. It's big and brash, but I felt like it was a. It was kind of like he was really going like, like fuck it, just do the crazy shit, do the biggest explosion, rip his head off, have the shark eaten the head. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it, it it's doesn't a little hold extreme. back. Ever. Pardon? No, it doesn't hold back. No. Except, like you said, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't make you feel like your brain is being assaulted by your, like, sorting out that, oh, this is all fake violence or whatever. But this one is just, like, nonstop. And I don't find it that entertaining, that kind of level of gut blood, guts, and gore. So I feel like he was just sort of venting, maybe. And I mean, I like his big ideas and the attention to detail. When you're looking at those special effects and every scene and every set, that impresses me. Like when they're, all of it, when you look really close, like when she's in the castle or wherever he is, you know what I mean? And the Presidente guy. When you look around those rooms, the attention to detail, every little thing is, it's really good. Now that's not him necessarily, but it's the standard he has set, right? So when the right. set director comes and the art director and the costume people all come and get approved. All that detail, I think, makes it really good. So that's got to be down to him on some level. So IMDb reviews, what are they? Reviews that people write on IMDb. And the special thing you like to find are the little one stars. Yeah, so these you are... Make fun of them. These are the people who give the movie one star, and here's the first guy. He says, it's sad to see good actors giving averages performance. Averages. Averages performance. Mm, yeah. This guy says... I mean, that's a true statement. I don't know if that applies. This guy says, it's not worth watching. I don't even want to leave a review. 
but somehow he did. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, right on. This guy says, absolute junk. So much potential. A giant starfish. What the hell? Who wrote this script? Okay, I don't disagree with the, like, hmm, giant starfish well, situation. it is a comic book legend. I get that. But that doesn't mean it's interesting, you know? I mean, I don't read the comics, so it's com- it's 100%. It doesn't it, it affects me zero that that was in the comic book because I don't read it. I'm not going to read it. It needs to be right for the movie, and I don't disagree with that concept, with that comment. And finally, this guy, do not bother. You will want the 2 hours of your life back. Oh, the classic. Yeah. That's a classic There's, review right there. I can always find that one within Absolutely. The, yeah. So that is the movie, The Suicide Squad. There were no extras because this was on streaming. You can watch it now on HBO Max. And I'm going to give this movie a score. I'm actually going to give it a 7 out of 10. Well, I'm in the 7 range because for what it is, it is, it's fine. It's entertaining. I had fun. I had it, fun talking about it. I do believe it is empty calories. But sometimes that doesn't matter. If yeah, you but I had... just bought a bunch of ice cream. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you've had a fun time. I appreciate the empty calories. The empty calories still hit the spot, if you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. So that is it. Next week, we'll review another movie for you. I don't know what it is, though. So Sid Talk, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> That's fine with me. I like sitting down and not even knowing what we're going to watch. All right. Movie recommendations. I'm going off the theme of this film. I'm going with both Guardians movies. They're two of my favorite Marvel movies. I think they're very awesome. Because remember when we were first introduced to Guardians of the Galaxy? We had no idea. We're not comic book readers. We didn't Mm -hmm. know. But they just quickly became, well, at least I thought for myself, one of my favorites, you know? And James Wan, believe it or not, not James Wan, James (laughs) Gunn. James Wan, that's a very different filmmaker. (laughs) James Gunn um, wrote the script for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which I'll always try and plug because I love that movie. And that's the connection to this. So there you go. All right. Then I will recommend what I'm going to recommend. I'm going back to the 80s, to the list of movies that I have marked down that I have seen. So this isn't a matter of quality or uh, related to this movie in any way, shape, or form. However, funny enough, they're both space-related-ish. Nah, no, one of them isn't. I take that back. Paranormal and space. Poltergeist, they're here. And this house is clean. If you have seen Poltergeist as many times as I have, and it's a lot, I bet I've seen it over 100 times. Because it used to be on HBO, and I would watch it. I would watch it, and watch it, and watch it when I was a teenager. And Star Trek Two. The Wrath of Electric Con. Boogaloo. Con. Con. That's it. All right. So Ace Gully stuff. There was a big Fortnite event this week, Sid Talk. You missed it. Oh, I don't care. It was the a big concert within the Fortnite world, and it was Ariana Grande. Oh, that's fine. I mean, Ariana's fine. She's a very lovely young lady who sings very well, but I still don't care. I have to say, <laughs> I have to say though, it was very well done. Good. Because Ariana Grande has been realized within Fortnite, basically. It's not like a video. You don't just go in there and watch a video of her singing. They've created her in CG. Hmm. Cool. And what happens is, like, for the hour before the concert, they stick you all on this flying saucer in the sky. And you're all just, there's a big timer in the middle that's counting down. And you're all stood there. And it counts down, counts down. Everybody's having fun. They give you things to do on this big saucer. And then as they, as it counts down to zero... This big portal opens in the middle and everybody, you know, instantly runs through it. 
These are all the people in the game. And instead of it just being like you go in and you watch her sing some songs, they've made it so you're involved. So at the beginning, you're like sliding down a big slide and she's walking in front of you and she's giant. Like she's like nice. 50 foot story monster you know and she's walking and singing the song and you're all sliding behind her and then when you get to the end you all fall off and down this big hole and then she comes down like on a cloud and she sings the next song and every while she's singing you can walk around her you can go right up to her that's uh, cool yeah it was really like well done and then the next part is you're like flying on like a unicorn in the in the sky while she's singing and then you land on this big like I don't know what it is. It's like a giant like structure in the middle of nowhere that you've never seen in Fortnite before. And she's giant again. And she's like, you know, like the Escher steps. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a world made of those. And she's giant and she's walking up the Escher steps and you're walking like parallel to her on different steps. And you're very small and she's very big and she's singing as she goes along. And then at the very end, she turns into a big like angel type thing with massive wings. And you fly around the level with her as she sings like a latest song. If you really like her songs, you know, she does like a medley of her songs. Lasted, I would say, about 20 minutes. And then right at the very end, she disappears. And if you jump in the middle where she was, you get a load of XP for like being there. So it was really well done because it wasn't just like, you know, it could have been shitty. It could have been you all sit down and there's a video on the screen, right? But no, they rendered her. She looked a lot better than everything else in Fortnite. They'd obviously paid a lot of attention to it. And I can see a lot of these things in the future. I mean, it must be a big... It's get, We're getting more and more like Ready Player One. There's lots of people who like big artists like this. And I mean, it's a place where they can do a concert. And, Without having to go do a concert. Yeah. And in these this day and age, it's kind of relevant. So I did the Fortnite event. We also finished watching Preacher this week. It was very good, right? Yes. I was actually fully satisfied with <laughs> the whole thing. I liked the ending. I liked the run-up to the ending. I thought it was a very cool series. And the next series that those guys do is called The Boys, and we're going to start watching that tonight, and we'll talk about that next week. Another show Yeah. to invest in. <laughs> and so This one's only two seasons, so well, so far, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So what's for dinner? Jimmy John. Yep. And is what it? is your advice? My advice is, it's not advice, it, uh, well, you make up your own mind if it's advice, but I am not a collaborator, I'm not a team player, I'm not one of those people who likes being in a group at all. In fact, my DNA seems to write me out of every situation where there's even a hint of pulling me into like an us or a we situation. I am married to you, yes, but there's just two of us, so there's not a lot of committeeing going on <laughs> or minutes of the meeting, you know, all that shit. I'm not into any group belonging to anything at all. I'm convinced that if society falls apart, I'll be the person. I mean, if you want to tag along, that's cool. Or if you don't make it, that's unfortunate, but uh, I will go up to a cabin on a mountain or a shack in a swamp or wherever and just be alone. Like, you don't have to come protect me or save me. Just leave me alone. I'm actually, I'm convinced that I would be fine. People will say, oh, no, people are social. People like to belong. People like to be on teams. Not really. So I've explained all that. I'm not that person. However, this weekend, this week, my mother and I drove four and a half hours to help my nephew move back. He was in grad school. He's done. Moved back to this town. And between the three of us, our little team was my mother who loves to clean. So we had his little apartment. And you know, when you've lived there for a year, you 
when you're moving out, you scrub the bathroom, you scrub the floor, every little inch. Oh, my mother does. And that's how I was kind of raised. When you move out, you leave it cleaner than you found it, right? So she's the cleaner. She cleans, cleans, cleans. She'll scrub every dish. She'll scrub the tub. She'll scrub the sink. She gets down on her hands and knees. She's 79 years old, by the way. She gets down in the corners with her little Clorox wipe under the cabinet edge where no one's even going to look. And she scrubs it and scrubs it and scrubs it. To be fair, I was doing some of that this week. Yeah, she's like you. And she (laughs) enjoys that because it's dirty and I'm cleaning it and that's it. She does not like, however, to pack things up like organize like you've got a pile of shit over here and you got a box over here how do i fit that pile into that box and how do i fit all the boxes and the things and the vacuum and the pillows and the tv into the back of an suv like she's not into any of that she she'd just be like oh i don't care just shove it in there right well that doesn't work i am the packer slash organizer i don't love to do the cleaning part i don't and i she doesn't love to do the packing part and my nephew 24 year old he'll carry everything he won't even question you hardly except for you know hey what do you want to do with this because it's his stuff right but he likes moving this stuff around and helping me packing it in and he's good at that part carrying things (laughs) i mean that sounds terrible like we're letting him do all the heavy heavy lifting but it was the perfect team it was a team effort and we went on one day we stayed all night at a hotel did some packing that first day and then packed up the stuff the next day, finished cleaning and drove home. Now, a 10-hour drive in two days, 10 hours of driving in two days, plus packing and moving and cleaning. Also, you're in close quarters with your mother, which is unusual. And it can get a little, for both of us, can get a little much, right? We're big personalities. But I said to my nephew, after two days of this, and we're still totally relaxed and having a good time, and it was a really good experience, that is the kind of team that I'm happy to be on. So if you're not a team player, you might still find circumstances and tasks where you can find your perfect team. So don't resist it if you if you come across it. So Sid Talk, there's no I in team. No. And there's no I in ascully.com, the website you can go to. And I don't care. Team is not my thing. To uh, listen to this podcast. You're being funny. I know it's funny. It's funny. You can also go to social media, Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. You can catch us on anchor.fm slash after the show or acecully.com, as I mentioned earlier. We are on all the podcast services that I can think of and where you can email feedback to me, acecully at acecully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She hates all of you. Don't hate anybody. I hate zero people, actually. So you can email me if you want. Doesn't mean I'm going to reply. And finally, stay classy, the Suicide Squad. And I'm sure this is not the last we'll see of them. Sure. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves or someone will do it for you.